The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I am so thrilled you're able to join NUMA Podcast today. Our guest speaker today is Pastor Mike, and it is my hope and prayers that you will be blessed in listening to this episode of NUMA Podcast. God bless and see you on the other side. Hello, my name is Ufa Mike Abba. I always count it a privilege whenever I have the opportunity to share the truth of God's word. So I never take it for granted because every day God is seeking for the slightest chance to get his word to the remotest part of the world. In the book of Psalms 119 verse 130, David said that the entrance of God's word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. The truth is, God wants the whole world to be illuminated with light. That light is the life of God, and that life is the kingdom of God. It is God's desire that the world be filled with His knowledge and all men are saved. God's word is a solution to the totality of man's problem. The Bible opens with the beautiful story of creation in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Reading down that story, if you are not careful, you could be easily carried away with the description of physical things like the sun, the moon, stars, water bodies, animals, fruits, and snakes. Of course, snake. But our Lord Jesus makes it clear to us in John chapter 3 verse 6 that flesh gives birth to flesh and the spirit gives birth to spirit. This signifies that the story of God's creation goes far beyond the making of physical things. God is a spirit and his reality is in the spirit. Therefore, whatever God does is first of all spiritual before it manifests in the physical. So we can say that the things and the doings of God are spiritual realities which are manifested in the physical for man to both understand and benefit from them. In this teaching, I'm going to declare to you that a new Adam has emerged. Now, in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. This is the most elaborate vision and mission statement ever declared and it came forth with power backed by the authority of divinity. But we see that the Adam that showed up in that decree fell short not long after he was created. This can make you wonder if God did not make a mistake in the plan. Well, this is how anyone would feel when they look at the creation story from a physical human point of view. But remember that we have already established that whatever God does is first of all spiritual because God is a spirit. Therefore, to understand what went down, we must receive spiritual insight. Was God taken unawares by man's fall? Did creation actually get out of God's control? Was Jesus a second option that God had to cook up? All of these we shall clarify when next we have the opportunity. But today we want to trace and reveal the real Adam God declared that he would make in his own image after his likeness and who would have dominion over everything created. God is a God of order. God is a God of process. God is omnipotent, he is omnipresent, and he is omniscient. To God, the story of creation that has taken man several thousands of Bible years until date to grapple has only just been a single sin. God's sovereignty built him that security so that after seeing the end from the beginning and having perfect knowledge and control of everything, he declared, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. This authoritative statement which bore the man creation code birthed the first Adam who was to be the specimen for engineering the prototype man was released for a future reality in Christ. To any ordinary man, the creation story is a complicated tapestry, but to God, from Adam to Jesus and to us has just been a single thread of a moment in time, one single scene of the redemption story. We now move further to see how God carefully selected Moses to tell the redemption story because Moses was a well-trained Egyptian prince. Moses was perhaps one of the most learned persons in existence at the time, with a vast endowment in, in history, philosophy, and literature. He was God's best option for the job. So Moses engaged the task from an intellectual perspective, but today we can see that the story that God was trying to tell through Moses was not just the physical historical account of his creation, but an unfolding of his redemption plan. Genesis began the story of salvation and we can actually track that red ribbon from Genesis down to Malachi and to where Jesus was born, bred tortured and killed for man's sin, was buried, rose on the third day, and now glorified, just like a man of God I have great regards for recently puts it. 
He says, every believer must be familiar with the road to Emmaus. The road to Emmaus was where Jesus set the tone and built the format for all scriptural teachings. Let's look at it in Luke 24 from verse 25 to 27. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. In verse 44 of the same chapter, he said that what he spoke unto them while he was with them was that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms concerning himself. This gives a simple summary of all the scripture, Genesis to Malachi. What this template for the teaching of God's word implies is that every teaching of God's word must be about the Christ, his birth, suffering, death, burial, and resurrection, and of course, glorification. This takes our attention from what was done to what was said. It causes us to keep our focus on the word of promise and the salvation plan rather than on actions, signs and wonders done in the Old Testament. For example, when reading the account of Noah, you will not need to focus on the measurement of the ark and how many animals entered into it in their pairs. Rather, you will, like Jesus, talk about God's plan to save the world from destruction and the ark was a symbol or figure of speech for salvation. So, we trace the promise in every story from Genesis to Malachi, the promise of the seed, the promise of the divine proclamation to make man in God's image after his likeness, a man who would have dominion over all creation. This makes us know that Sodom and Gomorrah, the Passover, Moses' tabernacle, the offering of animals, the several carnal ordinances like the use of water, oil, fire, bread and wine, and even all the various wars that Israel had to fight with their neighboring countries are all elements of the allegorical description of the redemptive work of God through Christ Jesus. God spoke in Genesis 1:26 what he intended to do in his own image. He wanted to finish something in his own image, so he talked about it. God was showing Moses how he masterfully found a way into man's self-destruction and how he would finish the story he began with Adam in Christ. So, God had said, let us make man in our image. Notice that man was not the image of God. Man was to be made in the image of God. That means that Adam in Genesis 1 in the garden figuratively represented the man that God planned to make in his own image after his likeness. This is Numa Podcast. God bless you. Keep listening. And then, because Moses fell short in his explanation of the spiritual reality, we mostly see his concentration on physical things. But John, with a broader perspective, gives us an interpretative rendition of the story in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Can you see how John captures the beginning with emphasis on the spoken word ahead of things done by the spoken word? He traced the origin of that spoken word back to God and then came further and declared that that spoken word became flesh and dwelt among men in verse 14. So once again, we see Adam resurfacing, but this time he is no more the allegory in Genesis. This time he is the God, the very God himself becoming a man. This is the prototype Adam who would open the eternal portal of the Godhead where man would be established in the finished work made in the image of God after his likeness. So, with John's laid foundation, we can now follow the thread of God's redemption plan to Romans chapter 1 verse 20 in the New International Version. It says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Paul reveals to us that God's spoken word is the source of all creation, just as John established that that spoken word was God himself searching through the first instance of creation and brooding over countless generations to take on the human nature. But man, still bereft and bankrupt of God, sought other ways of reinventing God in images of idols where he hoped to be found. However, in Colossians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 19, we see the spoken word from the beginning which incarnated in Mary revealed as the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, the prototype man in whom all men may be founded in God. The writer of the Hebrews says Jesus is the express image of God's person, meaning that God being a spirit can only be identified in the man Christ. Outside Jesus Christ, there is no expression of God anywhere because in him, that is Jesus Christ, dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily and as well the totality of everything that has been created. God, in his sovereignty, made man a free moral agent and had to let him be in control of his will, in control of his choices and desires. But in his foreknowledge, God already saw the frailty of man. And then, in his omniscient grace, he spoke the word of the prophecy and promise of a seed to Adam, the seed that would deal with all of man's frailties and depravity. The, 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 the incorruptible seed that would be the firstborn from the dead, the express image of God's person. This was and still is he whom when God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness, he had pictured right from the beginning, his own very image where man would be formed and birthed. And then God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness 
for man to be in dominion and have control over all created things he had to be made in the image and so it was it is written the first man adam was made a living soul the last adam was a life-giving spirit the lord from heaven it was consequent upon this truth that 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, man was created to be in the image of God and be after his likeness. So, for it to be the man that God declared in Genesis 1.26, it has to be the man, male or female, made and formed in Christ, a new creature. All things passed away, all things now made new. The man in Christ is a new creature, or being made anew. No past, but with a definite guarantee of an eternal future with God the Father. He is the Adam of God. Every time a person confesses Jesus as their Lord and Savior, a new Adam emerges in the image of God. After his likeness, born of the incorruptible seed of God. This is the man with the DNA of God. The real Adam then emerges in Christ. Man, male and female, is born again, not by confessing sin, but by confessing Christ, his sacrifice and payment for sin, and his lordship. At salvation, your spirit is made new and you have eternal life. The making of the man in Christ is the true story of God's creation. The man in Christ is alive by the very life of God, having been bought and paid for, redeemed by the blood of Jesus. The man in Christ is God's own personal possession, sealed and preserved. This is the difference between the sacrifices of bulls and goats and the ashes of heifers, which were allegories for the sacrifice of the very life of God. Note that he did not save you so that he could kick you out again the next time you mess up. If you haven't received Jesus before, I want you to know that once you come in by confessing him as your Lord and Savior, he will not be keeping you so he could kick you out the very next time you mess up. No, or else Jesus would have rather said in John 3, 16 that anyone who believes in him should not perish but have a temporary life until the next time he or she would mess up. But that's not at all. Thank God he said that anyone who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the eternal life, the very life of God living in a man. When children mess up, we all know that their parents would not just throw them away. No, they would instead increase supply to their growth and development. Remember that our earthly parents are a figure of speech for the fatherhood of God over our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 10 from verse 27 to 30, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand, and I and my Father are one. Notice what Jesus says, no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. In Romans chapter 8, we see where he says, what shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? Paul is declaring, nothing can separate us from the love of God. 
Once you are born again, you have eternal life, the very life of God, the free gift you receive from the Father. What is left for the newborn is growth and development that leads to earthly life transformation by mind renewal. Renewing your mind involves spending time in studying God's word, praying earnestly in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and enjoying communion with other believers in the Church of Christ where the time is devoted, enough time is devoted to the preaching and teaching of God's word. So, in summary, that profound statement, let us make man in our own image after our likeness, refers to the man in Christ, redeemed and being transformed daily by the renewing of his mind. This is the man that God declared would be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over all created things. This is the new Adam that emerged when Jesus rose from the dead and he brought immortality to light. Thank you. So amazed that you would love me unqualified by seeing unworthy but grace appeared and brought me in listening to the NUMA podcast. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.